everybody. Welcome to General Casual. I'm Michael. Hi. <laughs> and that's Wizard. Wizard. Riz- and this is I'm the place Wizard. where you can learn anything and everything <laughs> through our brains that are slowly melting away from us. All of the brains. <laughs> All the brains going away. <clears throat> um, if this is your first time here, uh, we cover different and random topics every week. Uh, whatever floats into our brain is what we do. Uh, because that's how our brains work, and to keep us regulated on one topic would be insanity. And I dare you to try it. Try it! Um, so yeah, uh, we both have ADHD and we talk about stuff. <laughs> that's the gist of our podcast. Hey, welcome! Yeah. Um, so today, uh, Richard was inspired by a TikTok he can't find. Um, yeah, don't even get me. <clears throat> I can't find it. Um, basically, where what was happening in the in the video, Richard? Uh, a dad was addressing a school board about um, a policy that was being voted on, um, and, I, and that's the thing. It's, I don't remember if I was combining two videos, but either way, uh, the one basically talked about uh, how the school board was supporting discrimination, and I feel like it might have been in Fairfax, Virginia, but I don't remember. Um, but, but he talked about how, like, through his quote thing, he talked about, you know, if this if this resolution gets voted through, the headline for the next day is school board supports discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, the father also had uh, a trans daughter, I believe. Um, and yeah, just overall, it was very impassioned speech, very logical. The main thing that I was kind of inspired by was, and there's a lot of these videos on TikTok now, um, is governmental bodies above teachers mm-hmm. um, are making decisions about education without determining the ramifications of their decisions. And many times without determining that through teachers. Correct. Yeah. It's like we're trying to control how education is done without having knowledge of the classroom. Yeah. And that I feel like I watched a similar video and the dude had a very articulated point. You know, obviously, wish we could listen to it again to kind of refresh our brains. Um, but I've heard a couple of different ones, and I was also kind of inspired from hearing Richard's story, um, basically because I was also thinking about what's happening in Florida right now. Yeah. Um, with uh, HB 1069, which limits the way teachers and students can use their fer- preferred pronouns in school. Um, as well as SB 1035. Yeah. SB 1035, which part of the, I I guess I missed the HB or SB. Um, The SB 1035 allows teachers to challenge certain directives from school districts or school administrators. There's also another one, another policy that um, is not banning books, Exactly, but it is restricting teaching material to what the governmental board decides, their board of education decides. Oh, so well, and then the last one, which I don't know if we looked up, but actually had to do with uh, basically if a governmental body decides they can like remove tenure for teachers, basically for whatever reason they feel like. Yes, so basically removing the idea of tenure, yeah. Um, 
And that's actually with the whole book thing um, is uh, it's not just books. It's like anything you're teaching, if it's not following the curriculum that the Board of Education determined, then they can either um, revoke your tenure. They could fire you immediately. Um, and there's actually a teacher who's going through that who showed the movie Luca in her classroom. This was, a, uh, I think, like three. Like the Disney movie Luca? Yes, Disney movie Luca. Three. This happened three or four weeks ago. Okay. No, not sorry, not Luca. Um, Strange World, sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Strange oh, World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And she showed in her class because they were learning about biology. Spoilers for that movie. Uh, they're all living in a giant animal. And the whole thing is like you see a bunch of biology happening throughout the movie. Um, and you're like, oh, what's that flying over there? What's like as they go into this like huge ecosystem, you learn that, oh, everything's working symbiotically with each other because that's how the body works. And that's how yeah. biology works in the in nature is everything works with each other and balances it, uh, each other out or else things go catastrophically wrong. There so, is a lot of symbiotic relationships. Yeah. And nature. so this teacher was like, oh, we'll have like a little bit of a relaxing day. I'll show Strange World. Uh, and there's a, um, a, I think there's a, either it's a trans or a, a, a gay character. I think so. Or both. I haven't seen um, Who basically likes this guy and it kind of shows off um, this non- white straight white heteronormative <laughs> yes heteronormative experience and apparently um one of the kids in her class was the do- uh, the child of a school board member cool so that person was like well i don't like this so i'm gonna make a big old huff carrying it up mm-hmm. and funnily enough i just saw there was a movie called karen and it's horrible uh, not like quality wise, but like what happens in the movie is disturbing and terrible. <clears throat> um, and so then they sent in co- officers of the law to it, uh, pull students out of her class and interrogate them. Oh my god! Uh, basically, to find out exactly what happened. That's and, not traumatizing for kids. No, and that's like the the teacher was basically like, "This is ridiculous. You're causing more trauma than the movie did yep. by doing this all because of one lady was like." Bah! Yep. And they can do that because of the new policies. So this kind of goes in hand in hand with what Richard's saying is having governmental influence heavily in schools seems like something that can be easily skewed the wrong way. And I don't want to say is bad. Um, no, I mean, there needs to be standardization. Yes. There needs to be set Standards for education, so that way you don't have a Trump university where you have having people pay money for something that doesn't give you any educational value. Yes. Uh, obviously, you don't want to have uh, people put in positions where they're getting duped out of money or out of time for children to not get educated. Yes. But this is almost the opposite approach, where it's... We don't want children educated because we say so. Or yeah. we don't want educa- uh, children educated in the way you guys are educating or in the way that society mm-hmm. is saying uh, open-minded teaching is stupid, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's ridiculous. Like teaching the whole child type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, right, and I'm not going to – I have other things to say about a few things that are going on in the U.S. But for now, for, for this exactly – this this point, there is this issue – where you bring politics into education and it becomes a problem. Yes. 
And this is part of it is Florida also has like, um, you know, transphobic rights as well going along with it is like you have to use the, the bathroom that you of uh, the sex you were assigned at birth. Um, you're not allowed to talk about LGBTQ plus stuff in the classroom. Um, you're not allowed to mention uh, sexuality in the classroom. You're not allowed, like there's a thousand things you're not supposed to talk about. And if they ever catch you talking about it, they'll investigate all your kids and then they'll like fire you or pull your tenure or something crazy. Let's just fear monger our teachers into teaching 1950s history. Literally. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly. And the, the biggest problem with this is that not having an accurate historical way to teach kids and going, I control what you learn is exactly what happened in every single big dictatorship, every single thing oh, yeah. that basically ended up as uh, the ruling power stays in power because they're telling you what you can learn, which is why uh, way back when, you know, people weren't allowed to learn how to read and write because yeah. the overarching power said, no, you'll rise up and come against us. Um, and all a revolution. Yeah. All a revolution. And this is kind of, I was talking to Richard a little bit about going like, there's this conspiracy theory a little bit is like that. This is now, there's a lot of this now coming up, like education changes, um, as one as a politics thing, because it's like, Oh, the blah, blah, blah person's in control. So we're going to start changing everything. Um, and one policy change leads to an overarching policy change across the, the whole country. Um, but the other thing was the conspiracy theory was like, oh, well, the rich, the 1% are trying to change all these policies to make the next generation dumb. So that way they they can take all their money and hold on their, their power and never have to give it back. So the funny thing about it... and. I- we talked about this earlier. I said it's a little bit ridiculous considering the populace and society. If they wanted to do that, they should have just kept us dumb the whole time. Yes. Now it's a little bit too late. There's enough education and standardization and a bunch of other stuff that already have put too far yes, even, to, to roll back intelligence. Even stupid history is still enough history to yes. educate somebody. <laughs> However, what... Uh, my counterpoint to that, which mm. I thought was more of a plausible conspiracy theory, is that um, conservative individuals in power are seeing the writing on the wall. They see how society is progressing in a certain direction mm. and how uh, human rights, how um loving one another you know the hippie message whatever you want to say but i mean in general they can see that um respecting individuals uh personal rights is becoming a lot more important Mm -hmm. in society and going back on those things is met with lots of backlash yes however the conservatives are recognizing that and saying whoa 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 this is completely opposite of what we've been advertising for the past, I don't know how many years. Which is also kind of crazy because like conservatives were like, family. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? But it's not family. It's white Christian family. It's traditional family. Um, that's part of the issue. Yes. Um, it's, it's uh, you guys can do your own thing. Please leave us alone. We'll be our wholesome... Uh, what what is the family but family unit or whatever blah blah blah. they're all gonna drink the fruit punch together but 
you have to understand also that a lot of the conservatives in those power positions are aging. So this last ditch effort is a radicalization of, uh, I have to do something. Otherwise my party's going to get destroyed. Yes. And And it's like, cool. That's what Trump happened. Oh, cool. I'm going to just endorse the people who are the most radical, who are the most loud, who are the most crazy. Yes. And I think you have a fair point there. I didn't want, I don't like, like, because I also have religious friends, so I don't want to bash, you know, all religion. No. But we're, ta- we're talking no, 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 about no. the conservatives. Yeah, I don't who, who think it feel, has anything to do with religion no, no, whatsoever. No. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a bill that was trying to pass in Texas. Yeah. Which is the Ten Commandments bill. Um, they were trying to pass a bill basically to have the Ten Commandments posted in every single classroom. Uh, by law. Like, you had to put it up. And they were trying to pass it because they were viewing um, basically the hate and the, the you know the the fear mongering and all this stuff that's going on in the country. And they were like, Let, yeah, let's put up the Ten Commandments because it basically says here's ten rules of how to live. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I can't argue. Uh, not about the put in school thing, but the Ten Commandments. There's not too much wrong with that. I mean, beyond the like obvious like. You must obey God, like rule that's there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, thou shalt not covet your neighbor. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's fine. It's like, don't look at your neighbor and be jealous of all their stuff. It's like, there's a lot of that. Uh, like that makes sense. It's like, don't look at your neighbor's wife and be like, hmm. I mean, obviously, not everybody has a wife, but you know, like, yeah. don't look at your neighbor's partner and be like, hmm. I want your partner. It's like, there's like some basic, like, thou shalt not kill. You know, you know, murdering's not good, but. It's also a religious uh, iconography. So it's like we shouldn't be putting that in schools because there's a separation of church and state in the first place. And this is a huge problem because what you were talking about, and this leads me back to what I was thinking, is these conservatives are trying to not make you dumber. They're trying to throw back these religious ideas back into the, the, the younger generations so that way they can be brought back into their fold. I think it's uh, a couple different things. Uh, it's sticking to the way that they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's making sure that everybody grows up in the same way that they did. Real quick, I would like to know if they also had the Ten Commandments in their homes. I, I mean, <laughs> they probably had crosses on the wall and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but do they have a stone tablet on the probably wall? Probably not. Yeah, then they but, need to get with it. <laughs> and I did watch that um, aspect as well. I watched a couple of videos of that where uh, I think it was the one of the members of the board countered the person who proposed it yes. by saying, okay, you want the 10 commandments. Could we also put the statutes of Quran? Could we also yes, put the, literally. like giving other examples that are very similar. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I only want the 10 commandments. It's like, do you see the problem with that? that? You're being prejudiced towards one religion, which is a problem. It's either all or nothing. Exactly. Which also, that'd be also interesting to have a room Somewhere in a school that's like, hey, here's all the religions. I mean, you could argue, actually, this... I don't remember whether this was from a couple months ago or last year, but it was the same thing as uh, uh, you were allowed to post a poster of something in the school, and then there, the counter to that was they were doing um, in different languages. Uh, in Arabic, they were doing it with rainbows on it, that same exact sign or whatever that, that Texas said must be in the school. Yeah. Um, they were doing that in the different language, in the all the other stuff, and they were getting angry about it. 
they're like, no, 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 that's not allowed. It's like, it is. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. It's it's it, the exact sign that must be in the school. It's just in Arabic or it's just with a rainbow on it or things like that. So, it, and I don't remember. This is, oh, it was that. It was in God We Trust. Yep. Uh. And it was in 2021. So it was two years ago. Um, And that was the insane thing. Literally. They did that. They did in God we trust in Arabic. And they said, no, that's not. Yeah. They like got in trouble for it. I'm yeah. Like, that literally is the same thing. That's just in a different language. Yes. And that's what's, I mean, that's, what's crazy is because that's on our, that's on our money. And it's yeah. like, and so, I mean, I, that's not the point of today's podcast, but no, but so the interesting thing about it is, and it it's scare tactics. Yes. It's, uh, conservative lawmakers having a latch last ditch effort because they're afraid if they don't do something, the entire country is going to be lost. Which is also kind of crazy because forcing things upon people automatically makes them reject it. Yeah, in, in you know most cases, it's like everybody still has that child in them or that teen in them that's like, "Hey, you're forcing me to do this. I don't want to." Yeah. Um, well, especially. Certain people, I'm I'm very much like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, um, and obviously the whole parent versus yeah. child thing, like and that's a whole big thing. And with this separation of church and state, it doesn't. There's definitely many many schools across the country that are like, hey, if you need time to pray, you can go do that. We're not going to stop you because you can still have every right to celebrate whatever. Not celebrate, sorry, uh, to practice anything that is important in your life here. A school is a safe environment where you should feel judgment-free. If you need to pray for the first five minutes of class, then you you go ahead and do that. But we're not all going to do it together, and the teacher's not going to force you all to do it. That's that's kind <clears throat> of what astounds me about this entire process is uh, <laughs> the I get obviously the hypocrisy, but also like uh, hip hop hypocrisy <laughs> is a individual can do that. They, a group of people can do that. Mm-hmm. The the football uh prayer before and yeah, after that the game. One, yeah, that one was a that was a that, um, that was an odd one. We we discussed that in we previous. Did, we did. That was an odd one. It was like if the coach says, "Hey, I'm gonna go pray," you know, feel free to go along go with him. Do it. If he's using that as saying, "Hey, all the people who pray get to stay on my football team," that's, that's a different. Problem. That's a problem. But what I find hilarious about it is like. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like a Family Guy skater, basically. It's like you go far enough, and and then everyone's like, "Why, why are you doing that?" So, oh, oh, that's a problem. Oh, oh, come yeah, on, come yeah, on, yeah. come on. It's like, well, duh, you're you're forcing things on other people. Well, that's what the issue is. You know, don't force people to do something. I didn't imagine this the first time, but it was kind of like you know the old classic thing with you, with your boss is like where your boss goes out and takes a smoke break. And then you develop a smoking habit to go out with your boss, <laughs> boss and have a and have chat, a conversation. Yeah, have a conversation. The water with cooler it. conversation. And that's what gives you a promotion yeah. because your boss is like, "Oh, well, you're cool." And I'm like, "The see, that's the problem." Is like when the government should step in is when the person thinks it's a good idea. And I'm like, you know, I have no problem, right, with that. You know, if you want to go pray, go pray. But then, uh, you know, eventually it's gonna get to the point where it's like the coach really knows all the kids who pray with him, and then all the kids who don't pray with him. He has to, they have to take the extra effort to go talk to those kids. 
And I mean, that's and the responsibility of the teacher yes, is to and, include. And that's the thing is like when the when the when the teacher goes, "Why well, I, I didn't see a problem?" It's like then it's up to a higher board or a higher administration to say, "Yeah, but you didn't think about the other. You just thought it was a good idea, yeah. but you didn't think of how negatively it would impact kids." And that's the thing is it's that implicit bias. Yes. Once that shows up, and it's like. I was basically as a teacher, you were negligent because you didn't the other that. kids felt discriminated against, felt neglected because of what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Then your responsibility as a teacher is now null and void. You yes. failed as a teacher. And that's the thing is like the negative repercussions for that. I mean, like, I don't think a person should get fired for um, having those negative, like, not thinking of everything that, no, I, that it's a but, learning experience but then you go hey now we're gonna make a policy about this yes. so that way we can go forward in the future and this is one of those things that also balances out that home life versus um versus uh your life for a student home life versus life at school, school. Life. you have different expectations uh between your home life and your school life and less your homeschooled then that's all true. one that's all one thing true and there's a limit on what you bring from home to school, and there's a limit on what you bring from school to home. And a lot of that is um, what is required of you is kind of crazy um, with, with that whole idea. Because when you go to school, your parent loses control, and you are basically fully dedicated and trusted to the school to educate you in anything that they see fit. True. And it's almost a little bit like an indoctrination when you go to school. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm the, not trying to even say it in a negative way. It's just like, no. you are now part of school life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, you, your culture through most of the day is then school culture. Yes. Um, What I will say, though, and this is more from the parenting side, is with guidance. Yes. Because obviously the child still comes home uh -huh. um, for those homes that are available. Not anymore. No, I mean, <laughs> not, not to joke around about that. But, you know, the kids that come home to parents, families, things like that, mm -hmm. they get that environment. Um, the supportive environment is great, and I highly encourage that and things like that. But mm. overall, that's where the curbing comes from, right? Um in negative environments or not as supportive environments, sometimes school is the, the escape for that, mm -hmm. which can be a positive thing as well. But when you create an unsafe environment at school due to what's going on, mm -hmm. then the kids that don't have that escape at home don't have an escape at school either. And it's just all suck. Yeah. Yeah. And that... That's I kind of like where the, our root point is right now with government stepping in and controlling what the school does um, because you are basically having in the idea, right? Usually you have parents on the school board. They not always. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're older teacher, but I feel like the ones who have the most problem with things are parents because they're like, I'm going to go step in and change things. Yeah. Um. So basically. Not always the best thing. Overall, if you think about it like this, you have just parents telling other parents how to raise their kids. Yeah. 
is some parent who's on the school board has more power over your child's education than you do. And because you're not on that board, you don't have control of what your child learns beyond the fact of saying, oh, I'm going to pull my kid out that day. Then you're just denying your kid any other education they would get that day uh, beyond the one subject that you have a problem with. So an example that that uh, that teacher who got in trouble um, because for a movie that's rated like PG uh, or G, whatever. Um, it's a Disney movie. This this school board member had a huge issue with the movie. And instead of going, hey, can you just tell me next time that you would show a movie like that that might have anything to do with LGBTQ+, uh, I'll just pull my kid. And instead, um, and I believe the teacher also said they sent out permission slips before they, they showed the movie. But I don't want to get into hearsay what you know she said, he said. Well, I was stuff. actually just going to go over the permission slip aspect yes. anyway. Um, instead, you get this teacher massively in trouble because there was one two-hour block that that affected your child. And I actually have, I have a friend who's going through something similar. Uh, name will be withheld because I don't yeah. want to get them in trouble, but they've also been dealing with something similar where a parent uh, like ha- thinks that the LGBTQ plus people have an agenda and they put all these, you know, don't hate on each other signs all over schools. Um, wow. What a message. Yeah. Well, like they're like, hey, don't hate on each yeah, other. Yeah. And they're also like, we're allies. Like, <laughs> Oh, be good to your fellow neighbor. Literally. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, I don't care what you feel about Did we that. not just mention that as part of the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Richard, all right, you're going to get me on a rant. <laughs> um, but, like, hey, I'm going to be an ally to LGBTQ plus people. You don't have to believe, no. like, like, whatever's going on with literally, them is right. But you just have basis, to not be mean to them. Yeah, exactly. At literally its core basis, Christianity as a whole is literally that. Yes. Be good to each other. Be good to your yeah, be good to your fellow strangers. <laughs> yes. And that's and beyond the like whatever craziness is going on with that idea, the policies there. Um the the parent in the situation also has an agenda that they're forcing on their kids even if they don't believe it. Your kids are little mimics. All kids are. They yeah. look at their parents and they copy. So if your parent believes that that gays are wrong, their kid's gonna believe that if yeah, your unless parent, they break the cycle. But yeah, it's, yes, it is. But uh, it's harder, hard for the kid to break the to cycle because they all they've known is what their parents is doing is right. Yeah, and they have to learn from uh, interactively or uh, interacting socially with other people. Yeah. that that's wrong. Um, and and wait, hold on. Uh, oftentimes, the breaking the cycle comes from education, <laughs> because in essence, they're getting told and taught that there are different ideas in the world Mm -hmm. than what you've had forced down your throat by your parents and they can pick what they feel is right or wrong exactly and that's that's another part of this whole this whole big puzzle is you have the parents who have their own agenda or believe somebody else does who go into those school positions who are not qualified for those positions or believe they are because they're all voted in positions anyways. And yeah, that's then, a whole nother issue. Yes. Yeah. And then they make these wide ranging policies and dictations with what they feel is correct, thus affecting all other parents around them. And you know, like what we talked about with the, with uh, the French revolution is uh, oftentimes you have these people in these positions of power who just say, no, what I say is right. 
So I'm going to push it through even if it fails the vote, um, which is kind of what happened in Florida is things were just pushed through without really – Oh yeah, knowing, knowing the ramifications, certain things were pushed through. Also, with this SB or HB one hundred in Texas, it was similar. They were like, "Oh, well, this is going to pass anyway, so why don't we just cram it full of other things?" Which is another huge problem in Man. government. Uh, government just law Cheat lawmaking the system. Yes. So this it is... would be nice if we could have like segmented government where education is not touched by anyone other than appointed as educators. Yes. Like, which is also why it's desperately important that we stop having non-educators in making policies for for educators. Well, um, and, or and at least having people, I, I, or having an audit system that then double that checks and balances. Yes, those type of decisions. I actually really appreciate, and I think this is from learning, listening to dad. You know, while we were growing up, is a mixture between a business mind and an educator's mind running school districts. Because if you just have an educator's brain, you're going to funnel way too much money into into the schools and the, the teachers, and then you're going to just lose all programs um, if you dump too much money. Because the schools, all, the district also needs money for redoing fields and doing, like, there, there needs to be an even distribution of wealth in all of these things. Yeah. Um. I mean, but, increase funding overall. Yes. But then, yeah. But. And you need someone who is, who has that kind of mind to then do the the balancing yes and yeah so exactly so the educator brain comes and goes hey what policies are good for the teachers what how much can we support them well you've been in the schools doing this for 10 15 years tell us what to do then the the business brain goes hey here's how we can best implement that with sound money decisions and unfortunately how do we how do we prevent the school from going bankrupt yes literally that how do we make sure that the district doesn't go in millions of dollars in debt just randomly, which weirdly has happened to too many school districts? <laughs> millions of dollars in debt while also making me money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's just the, there's so many weird issues. And I and I know like America is not like a, a, a funnel where all the education problems sit because I guarantee a lot of this stuff probably is across the world. There's but some countries for sure. We sure do have a lot of problems. Um. Yeah, I I think uh, the entire point of this episode is uh can be kind of summed into one area that uh non educators making decisions for educators is generally a wrong idea. Um, it affects kids in a negative way, and kids deserve to have a safe environment. Such as school, obviously home would be preferred as well, but uh, school should be a safe environment for any child to feel comfortable with who they are, how they are, and without infringing on one another. Yes. And one day we'll figure that out. Uh, I, I do trust that education will slowly slip to the point where we have to have it go in a certain direction and spend more money in education and and give teachers the the rightful place of where they should be is being respected in in the I, country. Ideally, the the scared conservatives will go away. Yes, and, and that and then all of these ridiculous people yes. that are voted into positions 
that are more media people than actual do their job people yeah. will realize at some point maybe maybe we can go back to C-SPAN boring C-SPAN <laughs> where no one actually pays attention it's just facts to what it's, floating around exactly it's yeah. just video of of the board meetings and whatever else in Congress and if you want to watch that great that but if not I'm sorry like we should not be giving airtime to people who just make ridiculous things. They just make things up. It's not news. It's yeah. yeah. Um that movie uh where they don't lie ever and then one guy figures out how to lie. Um I don't remember what it is, but that would be fantastic if news was just like that. It's just all truths. All truths. Well, facts. Yeah, all facts. Um truths is is yes, based on the great. person. Yeah. Um and, you know, I was just thinking about this as, like, I've seen articles over the past, like, 10 years that are people commenting who are like, well, teachers should be paid as doctors, you know, because they're really important. And personally, I'm like, well, a doctor can cause you to die. And the yeah, worst a teacher can do is... stuff. Y- yes. And the worst a teacher can do is that you're, you're dumb now. Uh, uh, I mean... No, that's not the worst, but... No, no, but that's, if you're thinking of anything worse, it's like, that's people in general. That's true. I mean, that's not just teachers. Uh, it's like educating you badly the, the can negatively affect your life, but killing you is just different. You true. know, That just means you have no more life. You can always learn on your own and get smarter on your own without school. Homeschooling is a good... Uh, good um, a good piece of evidence to be like there's people who just stay at home and learn that way through their parents who are good teachers and they turn out just fine true very so true. you know just because you were educated badly doesn't mean you can't bounce back if you no, and die under in an operating room you're not coming back from <laughs> you, that you are dead yes, yes you are dead so i mean like with that Teachers are very, very important, and they help educate you for a long time. But the biggest thing is the horrendous working conditions that they they sit in. Um, you know, yeah. well, I, to yeah. to kind of sideline that a little bit, yes. I was gonna say, no matter what, and this is a fundamental need across the United States mm-hmm. at any worker level, everybody thinks they deserve to get paid more. Yes, and I don't think that's a. I don't think it's a paid more. I don't think it's a. If I was paid more personally, I would feel happy. No. If you were paid exactly the same, but everything around you was better. Oh, of course. That would be much better. And that's, of course. And that's the thing is like uh, people who work a minimum wage, they should get a pay boost because their job isn't changing around them. Like the policies that have to do with like fast food and grocery store workers. It, it's not like that. That the grocery store is not suddenly getting better. Although the Safeway next to me just put in self checkout, that's cool. Uh, that means the workers don't need to work as hard. With, yes, with with lines and stuff. Um, but if everything around you in the school got updated, so you had more resources you could use, you had money at the school that could pay for supplies. If you had a bunch of uh, different committees that helped regulate the way the kids. Um, uh, were managed behavior-wise, what they could oh, do yeah, for yeah. entertainment. Like, if you had all of these extra resources, your job would be easier because you are not the one what? fount for knowledge. Then you could actually teach the kids rather than having to exactly. spend most of the time curbing behavior. Yes, if there's other counselors there who can take the prom kids and, like, deal with them. Uh, that sounds bad. But, <laughs> but yeah. 
You're, you're saying they live underneath the stage now. Therapy or things like yeah, that. Exactly. Support in if ways you have that... all the tools you need, your job becomes easier. And right. that's that's what I'm saying is that it, funneling resources towards that and not just giving a pay raise. A pay raise only makes you happy short term. Well, if, even still, the stress is there and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could argue, not to derail the conversation again, but you could argue the same thing for police. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this. They are the. They should be the first responders in terms of preventing violence. However, if they were supported by a number of other departments and agencies, social services, and um, you know, fire department, EMT, things like that, gangs. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I love the gangs supported the police. But there you, you know? go. They work hand uh, in hand. But I mean, more or less, if they were there to provide the service that they're paid for, rather than thirty services that they're supposedly getting paid for, you would see less of everything else in associated with cops yes, as well. Literally, and it's it's uh, and the underlying their point there is putting costs, putting resources to where they're supposed to be, not diverting them to other things. Which is also what's happening at you know education is putting putting all this effort through all these stupid laws that are trying to get passed like that ten commandments law is like you could have put your whole effort your your brain to something that actually matters that actually is going to change the change the face of education so yeah um that was our podcast uh basically about. Education. Some of them have been a little ranty. This I is think a this was a, this was a little ranty podcast. We have a couple of them coming out. Um, we'll be going to Ireland in two weeks now. Two weeks and one day. Two weeks and a day. And so we're going to do a couple of pre-records. So that way the podcast will still come out while we're gone, um, which will be three weeks. Well, I'll be gone for three weeks. Rich will be gone for two weeks, but he's not going to record with with me in Iceland. No. Um, so, oh, and then I can come back and talk about Iceland. That would yes, be fun. Very true. Um, so we should have an episode so that way I don't have to record the week that you're gone. Yeah, so we'll do three pre-records so that way we can just funnel them over that time. Well, I mean, we also potentially were trying to do a recording in Ireland. Yes. So we just in case, that. we'll do three pre-records. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, look forward to that. Those will be a little less uh, ranty, preachy. Um, Hopefully. And um, we'll kind of be investigating a few things that have been going on in our lives and itching at our brains. There so you uh, thank you, everybody. Um, like, share, subscribe. You can contact us at generallycasual at gmail.com. Um, we really want to hear um, from anybody who's listening. Just give us a – even just say email us and say hi. And then we'll say Hello. hi back. And we'll Hello. we'll send you a thumbs up from us. And Hello just, there. You'll see our faces and we'll give you a thumbs up. So <laughs> we'll see how many we send a send of those oh, in the next goodness. couple of weeks. So uh, a picture th- of someone's thumb. Oh God, why? No, yeah. Set, no. Keep your thumb on your on your hand, please. Um, so thank you very much. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.